This is Midnight Downloads. A podcast exploring our current realities from a spiritual lens through stories, experience, loss, and love. And we're your hosts, Tanya Garrett and Ashley Warning. Hi, everybody. We are back for episode two. Today, we are talking about the magic of ritual. We'll be discussing, you know, what rituals Ashley and I are currently into and what ritual means to us. And some of the rituals we'll be discussing are the ones that make us, for me, feel most aligned, the most like myself. And so I think we'll just get into the discussion today to talk about how we started focusing on ritual in our journey. And Ashley, did you want to go first or... Sure. I mean, I'm honestly really excited about this one because I feel like, well, one, I would like to say, I feel like this is how me and Tanya met was through ritual. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, um, of course, there are rituals you do by yourself every day, you know, even like putting your makeup on and little things like that when you play your favorite song and you're doing your things to get ready, like that's ritual. Um, But community is a huge part of ritual. So I'm just excited to get in and chit chat with you about it. Yeah. You know, I stumbled onto ritual a couple years back and I think, right. I I think I didn't expect anything from it. I was doing, um, I was like scrolling on YouTube and I found this one Kundalini yoga meditation and it said, let's do it for 40 days. I didn't really know at the time what that meant. Um, and for, for people who are, might not be aware, Kundalini yoga is a type of yoga that involves, you know, movement, breath work. But I think for me, one of the unique components is sound. So there's a lot of, yeah. And it's usually a 40 day commitment and it can be longer. And a big part of it is the commitment to it. And it's like, if you skip a day, you're supposed to start over and it's like a really integral practice is Mm -hmm. how I look at it. Yeah. For me, the sound healing part of it was, was something that was interesting and intriguing. So I went through it. I sat down, like Ashley mentioned, for the 40 days. And the power of that ritual, every time I hit the mat, every time I would say any specific type of chant, it just felt very like a, a new feeling I've never felt before of this feels right. This feels good. Yeah. This is like my special time. And then I just started kind of journeying into trying to get that, you know, other practices um, to, to feel more aligned. Um, yeah, and like the connection. I feel like it's such, like, when you really commit to something like that, it's such a deep connection. I mean, similarly, like, I kind of started with sound baths was kind of the first ritual I went to in Chicago. I saw, I was already starting my journey, and I was doing some, like, uh, the Lacey Phillips stuff that I mentioned last time, which is, like, spirituality mixed with, mixed with neuroscience, but I saw something for, and that was, like, the end of 2017, maybe, or no, 2016, and then I saw something for, like, the new year. They were doing a sound bath in, like, my neighborhood, and I was like, what is that? Like, what's the, like, and I had kind of known, but I never experienced it like that, and it was, like, 50 people in a room people going around with like all of the bowls and at one point like the lady ended up putting like a bowl on my chest in like doing it and I know it was crazy um but it was like the coolest thing and it was like you know the music you're saying like the sound like the vibrations and like feeling it flow through your body so that's really how I started too right it's like that you feel a feeling you've never felt before like whoa this this feels good. This is working. It's kind of like, 
it's a great discovery, I think, you know. And so I think we'll just kind of touch on this because we've kind of given you some of our experiences of just defining what ritual means to us. And so for me, ritual is just about an intentional practice. Intention is huge. I think that's the biggest part of it. Mm -hmm. It really is the intention. And I think, honestly, what we've been talking about, that, that feeling of feeling great, it's because I think personally, there is some magic in ritual. 100%. Right? You know, 100%. Especially when you, like, even by yourself doing that, like you were saying, sitting down by yourself and doing the 40 days. But when you are in community and a community you really like trust and feel good about, and like for us, like I, I see you in wellness was that for a very long time. And like for me being able to see other women, other black women that looked like me and were going through the same experiences, I, you just feel it so much more. Even like a lot of it was virtual, mm-hmm. but we could still feel that connection through shared stories, identity, all of that. But even just like the energy. Yeah, it really is. And to me, it's the magic and the unseen as well. Like if, you know, during your rituals, you call on your guides or some people may pray, you know, call on ancestors, all of that magic comes into the ritual. And I think that's what makes it so healing, you know? And so yeah, I think you never know what's going to pop up. Yeah, exactly. And, And, you know, I'm glad you said that because there's a part of the element of the unknown, that yeah. really is a key component. We were just talking about that, you know. We were just talking about it. Yeah. Because there's been so many times I've gone into like a cord cutting and I'm like, I'm I'm doing, I'm getting rid of this energy, this whatever. And like that will happen, sure. But then it will be like, oh, this popped up. Your ancestor says this. Like, and I went a totally different direction. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not where I thought that was going, but all right. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, just exactly as it should be. But, you know, we talked about everything can can be controlled and I think that's the magic of it. it's not supposed to be you know and that's yeah. what I'm learning little by little letting it flow you know um so we kind of talked about you know the unseen and the magic and I think we can talk about and we've kind of highlighted it what ritual you know is in terms of like healing and energetic hygiene um we've kind of talked about how it makes us feel. Um, but I think we can give a couple of examples of just why we do ritual. And for me, one of the big things was if you've ever had that time when maybe you're at work or in a family setting and someone just says something to you or they send an email and in that email, you can feel their panic and it kind of just kind of comes on to you and you're feeling like, what is this? I didn't, this you know you start to feel a little unsettled and um a little uneasy i think ritual has the power to help us shake off that crazy stuff or even set the container you're going in like you know that was a great example or even if like you go out to like a concert or something where there's Mm -hmm. like a ton of people and you get back and you're like feeling fun and good from like the event but you're like oh my gosh I can feel that or we all know an energy vampire I'm sure there's somebody you've thought of automatically when you you know hear a Mm -hmm. term like that like every office or school or whatever like has pounds that one person and you and that's okay whatever that's their journey but (laughs) you you um can like feel that and so I feel like also when you start to get more deeper into this and you're aware of your own energy and other people's energy 
setting containers that can be ritual too of being mm-hmm. like putting up shields and being like okay like I need to shield from this because I'm having maybe not a great day or my energy is low and I can't get involved with all that other stuff mm-hmm. but we've all had that feeling for sure yeah. but ritual for me is just I think a big part of it is feeling connected to my body and feeling good and the energetic hygiene part of it it's like you brush your teeth every day you wash your body every day so so it's like why wouldn't you make sure your energy is good yeah and kind of taking out the gunk that can get there I for years stuff can get stuck that you don't even think about especially with like women like we hold a lot of like storage of emotional stuff in our hips and like our shoulders and things and you don't want that to live there forever yeah I I, for years you know living in the city you Mm -hmm. remember like taking the subway getting in that crowded subway I would feel so stressed afterwards no the train can be wild you know and I never knew what it was but it was just you know being around all these other people you know people different energies different vibes and and it's totally fine you know some people like you said are fine with it but just that practice of like you mentioned setting up containers and mindfully just shaking off that energy it was such a great change for me it's such a great ritual tool to help do that because no 100 percent. i love that or even literally like you said shaking off like i literally sometimes after being in a room or something i literally walk in the other room and like shake my shoulders like shaking that like off and i feel like people do that without even realizing that's kind of an energetic practice you're like shaking that energy off from the room that whatever and everything holds energy too not just people so it could mm-hmm. be a space too that hasn't been cleansed or will never be cleansed you know Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, my husband and I actually talk about this sometimes with, um, you see some restaurants or just places where they're just always vibing. And then there's always some like restaurant or spot location that for some reason or another, the businesses keep changing and it's just the vibe is not there. They end up closing and we, we often just wonder like, huh, that's interesting, but you just nailed it. It's really about everything is energy. No, but that's a great point. I've never even thought about that. Yeah, you'll see that one spot. It's like, it's been mm-hmm. two years. It's been six restaurants or six yes. stores there. You're like, what's up with that? And it's like, mm-hmm. I bet if they cleansed, they could get, get it together. <laughs> Just like, that doesn't have the vibe. Yeah. So then, like we mentioned, ritual makes us feel more aligned, makes us feel better, helps us clear our energy. helps us And just feel connected for me personally. Helps us be connected to community. It really... To me, I can't say enough about it. So I guess we can even switch on to talk about some of our favorite rituals that really are resonating with us right now. So I guess, want me to go for a second talk about- Yeah, go ahead. Jump in. Tell me all about it. What are you doing right now? Right now, I'm really feeling, like we mentioned, um, every morning I do this daily kundalini practice. And one thing I'm learning with ritual about consistency And another thing that I'm trying to retire is the idea of perfectionism. Mm, Same. I got a lot of Virgo in my chart, so I like things a certain way. (laughs) Yeah. Like if I didn't wake up and do a meditation at 6 a.m. or whatever the timing would be that it was off. And so this meditation I've been doing every day, I've been trying to do it when I first wake up. But as you know, sometimes it might be later in the day, just sitting down focusing um this particular meditation i'm doing is focused on prosperity because like i mentioned in the last episode i'm trying to really 
be in this thriving mentality. And so yeah. that's just a great way to like set the tone for the day for me. Um, and then I like to, no matter what, sit at my altar every day. Do you? Mm-hmm. I, I want to get better at that. Yeah. I just, and honestly, for a while there, I stopped. So, but recently I was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take time to focus on it. And for some of you who may not be aware, an altar is just a sacred space that has um, things on it that are meaningful to you. It can be a corner, it can be on a table, but I sit at my altar every day and I do, just like we mentioned, a mindful practice of a visualization of just shaking off what is not mine and calling back all of my energy. And then I kind of journal about how I feel Um, just to kind of track my energy to see if there's certain like loops. Um, Like if I say, um, you know, I'm going to, I don't know, something like clean out my email box, you know, I feel a little scattered. And I noticed for a couple of days, it's just helpful to track to kind of keep going. I light a candle um, working with, I feel like elemental energy has been really great. You know, the fire, we've got a lot of fire here in the podcast. And then I pull a card it can be a tarot card or an oracle card. And I just kind of journal and meditate on that. And that has been the ritual really lately that has helped me feel most grounded. Oh, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I think kind of what I'm taking away from that is like, and I think a lot of people should take away from this is it can change. Like, you know, I go through like a period of like three weeks where I'm like really into one thing and then I'm now I'm really into the other, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I do, I also have an altar and like Tanya was saying, um, you can really put whatever feels good to you. You can put like ancestral stuff. If you have like pictures of like, you know, grandma, grandpa or whatever, things like that. Um, I have a lot of crystals on mine, things like that. Um, but for me, I, what I'm doing right now is every day when I take a shower, I, um, use the water elemental to kind of cleanse my energy and I picture my anything leaving me that's not good for me and it could be, even be like a mindset a thing I've been thinking about like stressing about a doctor's appointment or whatever it is you know I'm like okay we're cleansing this I'm gonna start fresh and then when I get out of the shower and put like my lotion on I think of that as calling my energy back because I'm like the lotion is like nourishing and we're getting my skin all good so I'm like okay we're calling it back where and I'm physically touching my body while I'm doing it so I feel like just deeper and connected um so that's been one thing that's really good yeah I actually really like that technique with the lotion it's like it's a spa treatment while you're doing that yeah Yeah, because I'm just like connecting with my body and be like we're calling it back and I can like feel like if I'm touching my hips or my legs or whatever you know and I, I just feel closer to my to my body that way um, I'm really into tarot right now. I've gotten deeper into that and I'm pulling cards every day, but I'm also pulling them like every night too and kind of doing like big spreads and just letting things come out. Yeah. So that's been really good. And I've been using that cause, um, cause winter. So I feel like it has been a lot of like, for a lot of people, people go doing like more shadow work and like rest more so in the winter I've been sleeping more and just kind of gathering my energy and things like that but I've been working I have some new guides coming in and I feel like I've been working with them through tarot and getting to know them and just like hanging out with them 
what else am I doing? Oh, this is the other thing that's really big for me is I have a favorite tree in my backyard I mentioned last week. And I know I love him. He's the best, Phil. And um, I talk to Phil all the time. But I feel like especially with energy work, if you have like those little things, you want to complain and get some like stuff off, but you don't like want to tell your best friend or your family member because it's like, you just don't want to bother other people. Trees are amazing to let that out because they have neutral energy and they can just take up like if you have a bunch of like negative or toxic stuff you want to talk about, they can neutralize that energy. So it's not going to hurt them by any means by, you know, getting all of that out. So I talk to him a lot, especially after therapy. Um, and I feel like therapy is kind of like a ritual right now. It's at the same time every week mm-hmm. on Thursday. I do that and then I go talk to Phil, put my feet in the dirt, and then I journal a little bit. So that's been one of my newer ones. Yeah. There were so many gems there. I mean, like when you talked about the cycles, being in the winter cycle and really just honoring that time of rest. Yeah. Um, and the nature. There's so many healing. And me being in the city, I feel like whenever I can get to a park or the lakefront or just being in nature, it's such a gift because I can feel the difference just being in the concrete jungle you know yeah no for sure and even like we said cycles and remind me like when I am on my personal cycle and I'm on like my moon cycle or whatever my rituals change too Mm -hmm. like they become different because my body needs different things so I think it's just like the awareness too of being like okay like I'm drinking I drink tea almost every day but I'm, I'm drinking more tea I'm being softer with myself I'm um, I get to my meditation, but I've noticed on my cycle, I don't get to it right away because I'm just having a slower day and I'm okay with that. I don't get to my morning meditation because I also am doing a 40 day. And that's also been um, a lesson too for me is I'm not beating myself up if I don't do it or don't think about it as soon as I open my eyes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that you said that. That's something that I'm really learning of just opening up to the day and receiving it and you know you really are the best version of yourself that day because you're you're physically there showing up and even if you don't do something a particular way doesn't necessarily mean that you're off track or wrong that's something I'm really learning it's like it's beautiful that you did it and you invested in yourself even if it's at night even if you know it's it's kind of like it's that's one thing that has really been something that's been healing for me. And, yeah, me, me too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple other rituals I wanted to mention, because really the sitting at the altar for me is a daily thing. But like you mentioned, when things change or come up, um, I have certain rituals for, I keep them in my toolkit for certain occasions. Yeah, like backups. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. like, I couldn't do it this way, so I'm going to do it this way yeah. for sure. If there's a crazy day, Maybe, you know, um, I just feel like my energy's out of whack or sometimes you just feel stressful or off. A key ritual for me is a salt bath. Mm, I love that. I like to think of it as like a spiritual bath. I put lots of intention. Sometimes I'll maybe bring crystals because, you know, the power of water, like drawing out and salt is very, you know, healing of removing toxins. And I just- Yeah, you gotta get rid of it. One of those like key, like, okay, I had a day- I need to take a salt bath. Um, and then like you meant, I think you mentioned this one, the last one I try to do whenever I feel like maybe I'm putting my energy into something that really doesn't resonate. I try to do a cord cutting ceremony mm. of just mentally having that intention of cutting ties, 
with whatever I am thinking of that doesn't really serve me. Um, I know Brujas of Brooklyn had a really great. I was just going to say that. I'm like, they're the ones that got me started on it. That was the mm-hmm. first thing. I didn't even really know what it was, but I was drawn to it, but I was open to it. And I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, let me go see what this is. Yeah. And I think that's another one that, you know, you don't do it every day. You could. But for me, it's really when I start to feel like, okay, I need to go into my toolkit. Yeah. And I think um, I like to do big cord cuttings like every season because mm-hmm. yeah. well, I want to move into a season fresh. And even if I had like a great winter, I still, I've learned lessons, you know, I learned lessons. I've, I've grown, I've shaped whatever. And so some lessons I want to bring with me and some, some I don't and some mm-hmm. ideas I want to bring with me and some I don't, whether they were amazing or not, you know? So yeah. I like to do, especially when like a new season starts. Yeah. Me recently, I think now as we are entering into spring, one of the things I thought with cutting is my phone. Like mm. I, I realize several times a day I reach for it and I'm unconsciously reaching for it. And yeah. Scroll, scrolling. You know, I do that sometimes. I start to grab it. And I'm like, you don't even need nothing. It didn't go yeah. off. You're not like I didn't have to go check for something like yeah. yeah, you know, and it's different too because I'm not really checking to see if anyone called me. I think it's just that habit or feeling that energy attached to like scrolling that, you know, if you do it, it's not bad. And sometimes, you know, it might be soothing for people where, you know, you had a long day. I just want to sit here on a social media and scroll. That's fine. Yeah, because we all have those days. Yeah, you know, but I noticed I was investing a little more energy than I wanted. So I was like, okay, it's time to reset and do a cord cutting with that. So, it's been feeling good, but we'll see because I'm hoping, um, I'm thinking for the month of March of just staying off social media. So we'll see how that feels. Yeah. Feeling into it, like you said. Yeah, and I also think it's good to have like, I mean, if you don't want a relationship with it, great. But I think you can find a healthy relationship with your phone and technology. And it's exactly. just like finding the right balance for you. Mm-hmm. And again, like that could look differently one month and that could look different this month. You just got to be open, I think. Yeah, open to letting it flow and knowing that every day we change. So what we need changes. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. I love that. Um, something I do with my phone. Um, we kind I kind of talked about it last episode, but I think this episode, um, really we'll get into a little bit more. But like cleansing, I cleanse my computer and my phone all the time. Oh, that's a great point. Yes. Mm Hmm all the time especially um I did mention this previously I did graphic design and I stopped doing that now but especially when I would have like a long day a long day of designing and a bunch of changes with clients and stuff I'd be like oh that's a, that's a lot and I you know I want it to stop when I close my computer so I would do like a deep cleanse with that and right now I'm into cinnamon sticks so I you know I, I thought of you from last time and so to get ready for our recording I cleansed with the cinnamon stick for protection and it felt really beautiful and it smelled great so yeah thank you for oh that. I love that no I yeah, love that thank you for that and you know so we kind of shared a little bit of all the great stuff with ritual I think we also want to kind of pivot and talk about a few things we wanted to know related to ritual that we've come along our journey with and wanted to share with you all um the first one I have and, and feel free to jump off is that Ritual is not a quick fix, you know? hundred percent. Like, you can do a cord cutting, like we were saying. You could do a beautiful cord cutting. You could have a beautiful experience in the cord cutting session where you connect, you feel good. Because this has happened to me, so this is coming from prior experience, especially with, like, the first one. I wanted to cut, 
habits with like a certain it was like an ex I couldn't stop thinking about or whatever you know mm-hmm. I'm like okay let me like cut that but then the next day I wouldn't go hang out with him or whatever but I would hang out with people in like that reminded me of him or or do same habits that I was trying to like cut out or whatever mm-hmm. so it's yeah you yeah just be consistent intention is key and I know we all have those great intentions of quote unquote, fixing whatever the issue is, because really, we're just learning lessons and helping us process our emotions. But just like Ashley, I have definitely been there, where I think I'm going to sit down and do this kundalini yoga meditation. And my whole life is just gonna fix, get together, you know, my messy room is somehow going to clean itself, you know? It's just- yeah, exactly. Like, all of a sudden, I'm not going to think about this person anymore. Uh-huh. It's like, well, you still, you know, it's a it's a tool in your tool belt to to start thinking about yourself in in a new light and being Mm -hmm. like, I'm intentionally working on my own things and whatever. And, and it can come off a little like spiritual bypassing, which I've totally done. I'm totally done where I'm like, I'm going in, I'm doing the work, but then in my free time, I'm going off and doing the things that are like opposite of that or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a good point that you bring up about that because there could be some powerful moving ritual that really changes you. So we're not saying that can't happen, but I think the key is to accountability of saying, you know, this is the intention of where I want to go and I'm going to follow it up maybe with some consistent action along with this ritual, you know? I love that. That's amazing. That's beautiful. That's exactly what it is. And I think Mm -hmm. for me in the beginning, I didn't really put the accountability into it and I had to like go through that and learn that lesson and I think through, like, a lens of not spirituality, it can come off easier to do it. But when you're, like, I'm working with, like, these un- the unknown and, like, these feelings and guides and whatever, it can feel, it can feel like, easier because you feel like you have a team or whatever. You have, like, that support. But there still has to be some accountability. There has to be some, mm-hmm. like, real-life action with it. Yeah. And I think, you know, you and I talked about that with the spiritual bypassing um and for those who may not be aware because I know when I first heard that I was like what well what is that but you know it's when you really are trying to just be awakened or aligned all at once you know maybe some people use drugs some people may use rituals or meditations to kind of get to that point where they feel authentic aligned but like we said if you don't really have that accountability or the energetic practice or discipline or whatever maybe that you may need to heal, sometimes you just can't maintain that that point, you know? And so I think yeah. we talked about it bypassing or just kind of chasing that feeling happens to everyone. Like, I, I don't want to say... It's no, okay. I feel like everyone kind of goes through the phase. And I'm glad that I did because then I was able to, like, really learn the lesson later and look back mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I see what we were doing here. We were, like, like you see, like, an affirmation or whatever, um, like a simple one everyone says is like I don't chase I attract well it's Mm -hmm. like well what are you attracting did you say specifically what you're attracting have you put the intention to attract the good things are you connected to that thing are you in your real life Mm -hmm. going out and connecting to what you're attracting for are you connecting to that Mm -hmm. for me I wasn't for a while Mm -hmm. for me the big thing is I I jumped on the whole manifest manifestation craze which is not we're not not saying it's bad but for me I was really trying to manifest 
some materialism, maybe it's money or a certain outfit or something, but not really realizing that I really was trying to get into a state of feeling a certain way. I really maybe was calling in more love. And so I was yeah. trying to do these things Ooh, that jumped in these that. outcomes, but you know, I wasn't going to get the outcome I wanted because I didn't really realize that intention that I wanted really wasn't maybe, I'm just going to say some earrings. I can't remember, you know, it was yeah, really like connected. Yeah. Feeling connected, feeling more myself. And so, um, like you mentioned, I think the journey with ritual and you know, your, your journey that they may be some spiraling, you may kind of go through it, come back around, but it's all a part of the process, you know? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And again, like, I think for me, I think take it season by season, day by day of being like something that worked for me a year ago may not work now, but I can always go back to things too and flip flop. And, and I think that's also community. Again, I Mm -hmm. think community is such a big part of it where it's Mm -hmm. like, you learn so much. Like I've learned so much from Tanya of just like her experiences and like, you know, seriously though. And like little things and I'd be like, Oh, like, let me try that. And like, sure. Everything doesn't work, but like, it's just listening to other people's stories and like how they move through their spirituality has been like huge for me. Huge. Community. The ritual of being with community is healing in itself. And it's something I think I didn't have enough of it. I'm trying to kind of pour more into that and it really is powerful. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to just mention, I know we'll probably both of us will cover this is so I just say pace yourself. Yeah. gentle for me in particular when I first started to feel the great benefits of ritual I went overboard so maybe I would do a yoga session a kundalini session an EFT tapping session and then I would journal all in one day because I thought I'm gonna do all of these things and quote-unquote fix myself you know or get over whatever this thing is and I ended up sometimes having the opposite effect happen because, you know, we are sometimes attached to certain identities of ourselves, Mm. you know, whether or not we know it in our subconscious. And when we have such a great shock to the system, sometimes it can be great. But for me, it was jarring. And I remember thinking um, one of the things I thought was I'm going to get more diligence into doing my yoga practice and journaling. And then after I overloaded myself, I didn't touch it for like a week, you know, and then I ended up feeling kind of resistance and strain. And it was just that I really wasn't checking in with how I felt in each moment. It was kind of like I was not yet connected. I was disconnected and like thinking my body was kind of like a machine, you know, which we've been kind of trained to like go, go, go in our, I think, work culture sometimes. And I've been yeah. plugged into it. And so I just say pace yourself because, you know, you may think, and this is one thing I'm really working on where I will plan out a day and then I will take a break and think, you know, I might have five or six things I need to do. And then I'll rethink like, what do I want? How does the body feel? How's my mind going to feel after that? And then I just kind of ease into it. Maybe I only do two things or, or one that day. Maybe I don't do any on that day, but it's really just listening to my body and my intuition to kind of help guide. I love that. I love that. I think 
a big part of it is like I like to think of it as like nourishment so it's like what do I really need and if you I do suggest people do this if you've like a day off or you don't have a lot of stuff or even like an hour you're like I have a free hour like Mm -hmm. let your body guide let your like intuition guide and it could be like reading a book you wanted to read a quick little Mm -hmm. chapter or like watching a YouTube video about something you've been interested in you haven't so if you have like an hour I would suggest like just letting your body lead like asking your body your intuition like what do you really want to do but I I like to think about it as a nourishment and especially for me um, I like to cook a lot so I do like a little and that's like a ritual you know even if it is like a quick like I'm just making like toast or something really quick like I I like do it intentionally I do it slow I um, say a little nourishment prayer to myself about Mm -hmm. it so like the food really feels like I'm nurturing myself and I'm not just like eating because I'm human and I have to to like live like there's Mm -hmm. like intention there yeah I definitely think you absorb the nutrients of your food. It's totally dependent on your environment, how you feel, how the feeling of the person making your food. Um, it, it's one interesting thing that you said about food is I recently was thinking about wanting to have um, more of a diet that nourished my body. And I think I've always been taught, you know, salads, vegetables, kale, and just doing like you said, I tuned in, like, what does my body want? <laughs> And what came up was like, no, I don't want kale. I I want some nourishing root vegetables. Um, For me, it was like having more stews of like having um, root vegetables, potatoes, jaltia, all that stuff to kind of like help ground me in. And it was so funny because I thought. Is that right now? Like recently? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's that winter. That's what your body needed in the winter. Mm -hmm. I thought for sure it was going to be like kale salad. you know no I love that you just gotta listen like for a long time I was vegetarian and I have a nut allergy and so like it was kind of hard to be vegetarian because of that and Mm -hmm. then once I kind of it's crazy because I didn't realize this honestly until just now when I started to get deeper into my spirituality and started to get around um kind of when the bypassing kind of stopped Mm -hmm. um when I started to get in community with like uh, people that looked like me and all of those things my diet changed so now I like to say that I just uh, I I eat in, intuitionally, like whatever. Mm-hmm. But I ask myself, like if I say I am craving a cupcake and nothing's wrong with that, but say I'm craving a cupcake and I bake a lot too. So, you know, if I'm, I'm craving that specific thing, I, I ask myself, do you really want this or do you really want something that's sweet? And it, and it might turn out to be, no, I just wanted like yogurt with some fresh strawberries or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really tuning in. And I think it can be really a powerful tool trusting yourself and trusting your intuition to know that you're going to guide yourself to what you need. Yeah. I love that. Cause one thing I always say is um, life is a, you know, it, you need your intuition. Like life is so it's so open and like you need to, there's no guidebook. Right. So it's like, you got to listen to your intuition. It's just so, it's so important. Mm-hmm. It's going to guide you to your path and everything that's happening for you. Yeah. And I think another kind of trait that you'll start to develop and and I think we're calling on you to develop is um, discernment, you know, really discerning what practices are for you, really questioning the teachers that lead the rituals. Um, Are they honoring the philosophies and the culture? Um, Are they really aware or is it something, you know, one of the... (laughs) things I've been seeing recently, I mentioned, um, are these 
ayahuasca ceremonies I have seen a lot on TikTok where maybe the teachers, you know, gone to two or three ceremonies. They're not from the culture, but they really felt moved. And now they're trying to monetize that. And I understand, you know, everyone with the economy is trying to make money, but using that act of discernment to see, you know, honestly, those ceremonies traditionally were led by shaman who know the culture, who've lived in who the grew community. up in that culture. We're called to do that as children. A lot of times, like mm-hmm. in those cultures, they they figure out very young, they put them in certain areas and you're like, okay, this is this person. And you grow up learning that. Mm-hmm. So it's like deep in their roots and yeah, their bones. And they're spiritually appointed and, you know, they've done their, their work. And so asking yourself, is what the teacher teaching, does it resonate? Are they respecting the culture? Are yeah. you respecting the culture? I think those are really great things. Um, Doing the research is huge. Yeah, I, I, I think for me personally, I've been doing this yoga teacher training, still working through it. I'm at my goal is to finish it. I'm t- I guess I'm telling everybody by the end of the month. Um, How much farther do you have left? I, I just have, I want to say maybe like 20 hours it's not even that much okay we're rooting for you I love this yeah no pressure though but we're rooting for you (laughs) yeah I'm announcing it but you know I I won't say the company and it wasn't this month necessarily but I remember really being excited to learn about the history of yoga and I went to the class and the teacher was not familiar with the traditional poses the history of why we do the poses and for me it just felt like she was teaching it to help us tone up and yeah I've been to classes like that mm-hmm. and it's like that's not real yoga so yeah discernment is huge mm-hmm. and it's, it's you know are we respecting the cultures are, are we learning about the philosophy I think for me I realized I needed a new teacher I needed a new way of learning this tradition to respect the culture and that's exactly what I had to do just kind of go somewhere that felt more authentic that really respected the practice I love that. I love that. Yeah, you you do. And I and I think especially if you want to take this work serious and really have it like with you and like if you see something like for me like like I was saying with the cord cutting, I didn't really know what it was, but I was drawn to it and it like worked out, but it was open to all, but there are definitely certain practices that are closed to certain cultures and a lot of times in America we like to cherry pick and go around and take certain things and say I'm going to take this from this and this from this. But, you know, that's it. Mm -hmm. It it can come off whitewashed and we don't really want to do that because I mean, maybe. But I also Mm -hmm. will say before I kind of go in a circle here, I'll say that I have done certain practices like that for sure. And I've experienced it and it has started my my, you know, um, my love of all of this stuff. And I feel like Mm -hmm. I kind of had to go through that to see that it was like, wait, what are you what are you even talking about? Yeah, there's no history. There's no like richness to it so you just got to be careful I would say for sure yeah do your research because it's an it's important Mm because again like this wasn't just like made up this a lot of this stuff comes from people's cultures and their deep roots how they grew up so we just want to respect people and know what's for us and I think that's also just a great life lesson that everything's not for you Mm -hmm. everything's not for me and I kind of love that because that just shows like we're all different we're all on our different paths like you see something randomly on tiktok because you know they you know you get like what a minute to like quick show this thing off or try to sell this class or whatever it is but it's like 
is that really for me? Mm-hmm. Right. I, I love that. It, you know, we're all different and really just following your intuition. One of the things that popped up when you were saying that too, with using discernment for the teachers is, you know, really is, is the person leading the ritual saying, you know, you need them to, you know, yes. enlighten yourself, you know, some of our teachers that we have really grown with always mention, take what's for you and leave the rest. And I think that's just yes. a, a really great teacher that says, you know, you are your own guide. I'm here to teach Listen you. to your body. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, you know, I've been in yoga classes where they like try to fix every posture. And I'm like, my body's not going that way today for whatever reason. And it's like, that's how I always know if I like a teacher too, if they're like, well, listen to your body today. Like maybe today is not the day that you do a full split or whatever it is. You know what I mean? And I've been in yoga classes where like, we're doing core. It's like, well, really this is a practice of like breath and prana and connecting with yourself and, mm-hmm. and, and that, and it's not necessarily about getting a six pack. Sure. Do I think that like eventually something like that could happen from sitting down, but you just got to check in with your body. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you and also them. healers is the last thing, sorry, the healers that, yeah, like, do you need them? Because at the end of the day, I think we're all healers because you can heal yourself. Exactly. And not to say that you're like broken or something's wrong, but this society is so, um, not everything is for us. You know, they put some, we put, everything is put on us and you just kind of have to like pick things off and mm-hmm. get to yourself. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think, um, it all comes back to following your intuition and your gut, just like you mentioned. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's an intuitive practice. Life truly is. So it's like getting clear with your intuition is like how you're going to get through it and figure it out for yourself. Of course, like I look at other people and I take advice from other people, but not everything I do is going to work for Tanya and vice versa. Exactly. And that's okay. You know, I think that's the beauty of it. And I think honestly, for me too, that's the beauty of finding my own way because it is uniquely tailored to me and Ashley yeah. is uniquely tailored to her. And so that's what makes it so beautiful of just learning about these techniques and, and following that call because it really is kind of like your signature. signature. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love that. So I, you know, I think were there any other things, I think we've covered most of those, I guess I yeah. I will, I will say this. I liked, cause you mentioned like when you, we were talking about food, um, I think like for me, like you mentioned like soups and stuff. Like I, for me, when I have like a day where things are moving so fast, I'll eat something like soup, soup to like slow me down. Mm-hmm. I like to do that. Um, but I will also say, I feel like I'm getting all over the place now. Um, I will say, yeah, just listen to yourself and you can make anything a ritual again, like brushing your teeth. That's a ritual. That's cleaning your body. That's connecting to yourself, getting a haircut. That's like, that is a ritual. If you, especially if like the same person, when I get my braids done, I'm lucky that it's my cousin, but I cleanse her hands before she's going to be in my head that long. It can take up to five hours and she's open to all of this stuff. So I'm like, you've been on your phone all day. Let me, let me cleanse your hands so we can start Mm -hmm. fresh with this energy. Even like last year I did a big chop. I put some of the hair um, on my altar to like honor that and all the things we've gone through together. Yeah, I love that. And you know, even for this podcast, a really dear friend of mine gifted me this wonderful tarot tea 
and I have a little ritual of preparing it, you know, and sipping it as we talk to kind of call in all that I need to say. And it's, it's, I feel like that's the magic of just following it. And I think, you know, we call on our listeners now to say, let us know what are the rituals that are working for you? What have you tried? You know, are there any that you think that, you know, maybe we haven't mentioned that really call to you, we'd be really excited and learning. And I guess now I think I'll share too, you know, in this morning when I was pulling um, cards, you know, I pulled, um, I meant to just pull one card for our listeners to just think about what would be some guidance that they'd like to hear now, but actually three popped out. So I'm just going to share them. The, this wisdom that I got was from this beautiful deck, the Starseed Oracle deck by Rebecca Campbell. Um, so it's, it's if, you're, if you're interested in, in getting this, this deck, it's beautiful. Um, but she has three know, decks too. They're really good. Yeah, they're, I love them. And, and the artwork of Danielle Noel on these cards is just beautiful. They're just very inspiring. So the first card that came up was the weight of the world. And it says, remember your boundaries, let it go. It's not yours to carry. And so the main message that kind of came in is to think about what are you carrying and holding on to right now that isn't yours? And really just doing an inventory and seeing what you need to let go before the spring season kind of comes up. And then the second card that came in was the star family. You're put on, you're part of a team of souls call in your support. And so the main card, I think the the call with that is to think about who is part of your star family and how can you call on their support now or when you need it. And then the last card that came up, I think is very fitting, like we talked about, um, it's been coming up for me lately without even knowing it. It's called The Void. So it says, stop, embrace winter, great cosmic womb. And the message that came up related to this, just to kind of simplify it, is surrender into the unknown and really Mm. trust yourself and trust that things are going to work out as they should. So that was the beautiful message that came through that just wanted to share with you guys. I I love that. Helpful. I feel like especially right before spring too, you know, that's why it's so funny. Like we do things without even realizing people are like spring cleaning. It's like, yeah, you got to get all that stuff out to start the new season. And I feel like that's like the perfect card. I love that. The void. Yeah. So I, I think we hope you enjoyed the ritual detail that we shared today. We welcome any questions or comments that you have. Like I said, we want to know about your rituals. Yeah. So and I have a feeling this is an episode we'll we'll do again to share, like, update what's going on with us. And because, again, they're ever forever changing because different life phases, you need different types of support. So, yeah. So thank you for listening in and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.